God has a specific desire and design for your role as a mom. Join me as we discuss common mom stuff and how we can and should view it from the heart of Jesus. My desire is that you will leave each episode with a smile on your face and empowered to be one step closer to the mom God has called you to be. Hey friend, it is Tiffany. We are together for season two of the Mommyhood Empowered podcast. We are kicking off a new season with a new graphic for the podcast. So if you are used to scrolling and finding this podcast by looking for one particular cover, you're going to see that it looks completely different. The photo that's on this new cover is actually taken in the room where I record every single podcast. It is a sunroom that is off of my bedroom. And that is actually where most of the content happens that I post on Instagram if you follow me there. So it seemed like a really fitting place to take the photo to put on the graphic of the podcast cover. My podcast studio here in the sunroom, it's not a fancy professional studio. It's just a cozy spot in my house. And I want to invite you into that space with me this season during each episode. Whenever I record these episodes, I know that I am talking to a person, not just a microphone. I know I'm talking to you. My prayer is that each episode provides a comfortable, cozy spot for you to spend a few moments of your day with me. I want the time that you spend here to make you feel better and to make you feel encouraged. I want this podcast to make you feel an inner joy that comes from knowing that you are seen by God. I want you to feel empowered with knowledge on how to edit things in your life so that they more align with God's heart. Most of all, I want you to leave each episode with renewed strength to trust God in whatever it is that you're facing, knowing that he is with you every single step of the way. I want you to walk away from each episode filled with hope for your future. It's a strange thing to know that many of the people that stumble upon this podcast, I will never know in person as face-to-face friends. It's strange to know that things that you hear and learn on this podcast could change the trajectory of your life, of your family's life. And it's humbling to know that God is using my voice in order to help you. I want to tell you thank you before we get started. I want to tell you thank you for caring enough about your motherhood journey to tune into this podcast. I want it to be a place where it helps you see motherhood from heaven's perspective. I love that you're wanting to see motherhood from heaven's perspective. Thank you for wanting and allowing God to weave his character and plan into every corner of your motherhood. If you didn't want that, then you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to this. It's truly a difference maker in your motherhood. Motherhood is difficult. It's stressful. It's learning something new literally every single day. It's trusting. It's releasing. It's selfless. And it's tiring and it's all-consuming, all the in and outs of motherhood. But all of those things, they are what actually draw you closer to God whenever you see them from the right perspective. 
from the right heart posture and with eyes focused on Jesus. And that, my friend, is what this podcast is all about. It's about inviting God into the journey of motherhood. It's about giving him a seat at every single table. It's about asking him for wisdom on every decision, inviting him to help you in the mundane and the fabulous. It's about clinging to his hand, not only whenever you feel like you are barely surviving, but also whenever you're thriving. I truly just want you to know how excited I am for your family's future. I'm excited because I know as you make changes in your life and align your vision and heart with God's that your family's life can't help but be changed. In this second season of the Mommyhood Empowered podcast, we are going to be focusing on how we as moms can imitate God more in our own lives. This, of course, is going to benefit your own life, but also the life of your kids. For the last several months, God has been highlighting to me how much kids imitate what they see. They learn their own behavior by watching others, specifically by watching you. I know I don't have to convince you that your kids copy you. Kids are the mirror reflection of you. They don't even have to try to do things the way you do them. They see it as normal, and therefore, that's just how it's done. In our house, we don't wear shoes in the house. Anytime we go to anybody else's house, whether they have that same policy or not, my kids take off their shoes. I don't tell them to take their shoes off. They just do it. And honestly, they don't even notice if no one else has their shoes still on. To them, shoes off is normal, and of course, they're just going to take it off whenever they go inside anybody's front door. I've even tried before to make them keep their shoes on at certain people's houses, and they refuse to do it because to them, it's not normal to wear shoes in the house. This isn't limited to certain areas of your life. Kids watch how you go about life in absolutely every single area. They watch how you interact with strangers, how you interact with friends, your husband, how you treat money, how you react to tough situations or handle conflict, how you spend your time, how you celebrate happy times what kind of music you listen to, what dinner time looks like. You probably even influence if they prefer mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. I know this feels weighty to have that kind of responsibility. The fact that your kids are watching you and developing their behaviors based on your behaviors. And that's because it is weighty. In large part, your child's behavior is developed by what they see lived out in you. Moms typically have the largest influence on their child's life in the younger years. What your child learns in their younger years becomes deeply ingrained in their being. That's why it's so important to develop good character and values at a young age. It's essential for you as a mom to make it a priority to imitate God in your own life so that your kids learn to have a heart and life that imitates God's too. The influence you have on your kids, it's so much deeper than whether mayonnaise or Miracle Whip is the correct choice. But just like you are influencing whether your kids use mayonnaise or Miracle Whip, you are teaching them what aspects of life are to be valued. If you make a priority of going to church, they're going to too. If you make time for reading the Bible, then so will they. If you pray about everything, guess what? They will too. 
As important as it is to me that my kids take their shoes off in the house, it is so much more important that I demonstrate and teach my kids what it looks like to have a strong, intimate, and growing relationship with the Lord. And I do that by imitating God in my everyday life in every situation. Their relationship with the Lord is the most important thing in my kids' life. It's more important than what their occupation will be, what college they will go to, what sports or giftings they will excel at. All of that is important, but it dims in such small comparison to the relationship that they can have with Christ Jesus. The driving force that causes me to live a life that models Christ's life on earth is that I know my kids are watching and learning from me. In order for me to be proud of what my kids have to imitate, then I know I need to imitate Christ in my own life. This isn't the kind of life that looks good whenever people are are around and watching. It's the kind of life that is the same behind closed doors as much as whenever it is in full public view under a spotlight. My goal is to live a life that most closely resembles Jesus's time on earth as possible. I grew up in the WWJD bracelet area, the what would Jesus do at bracelet era. Those bracelets, they may not be super popular anymore, but I think about that sentence all the time whenever I'm in situations. I always think, what would Jesus do? Every single issue that you face in motherhood, it's going to be able to be answered by asking yourself what Christ would do in the situation. My role as a Christian is to be a spotless bride whenever Christ returns to earth. In order to do this, my goal is to imitate Jesus as closely as I can with my own life. When my kids imitate me, I can rest assured It's actually Jesus they are imitating. I want to do what Jesus would do in every situation in every area of life. Now, does that mean I get it 100% perfect all the time? Absolutely not. But whenever I don't reflect Jesus, I admit my mistake, explain what I should have done instead, and I brush it off. I ask the Holy Spirit to help me do it better the next time. Does the thought that your kids would imitate you, make you nervous right now? I know that my mind can go eek whenever I think about a few things in my life that I do not want my kids to replicate. There are for sure areas and struggles that I wish weren't in my own life. So to think about them being carried on into the next generation, honestly, it makes me want to cry. Now, on the other hand, there are things in my life that I am proud of, the way that they have developed and been refined by God, and I would love to see those same characteristics or ways of doing things lived out in my kids. So your kids imitating you can be a good thing or a bad thing. I want you to frame it in your mind that your kids imitating you is going to be a good thing, a really good thing. I want you to see it as an opportunity for you to make a huge impact on the current and future life of your child. You can set your kids up for success simply by you demonstrating the correct behavior and characteristics that you want them to have. You yourself though, you need to imitate Christ in every situation, every day, every moment. 
No corner of your life is able to be left untouched. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Your goal as a mom should be to imitate Christ in your every action, however seemingly small or large. God sets the bar to which we should measure our actions and attitudes. No influencer on social media, no other mom in your friend group. It's just Christ. Other people can be really good examples, but they will never be the gold standard. Just like you will provide a good example to your kids, but God will always be their gold standard because we as moms, we're not going to ever get it exactly right. If your child's standard of behavior is you or another person, then they will always eventually be let down at some point. You are going to mess up from time to time. You will not get life perfect, which is why we do want to instill in our kids that their goal is to imitate Christ, not just mom. Mom provides a really good example, an outline or guidebook of sorts of how to imitate Christ with their own actions, but it is Christ that they are actually imitating. And this is where our focus is today on this episode and in the next weeks to come. It is on how we can be moms with actions, characteristics, motives, and a heart that we want our kids to replicate as we teach them to have a heart that longs to imitate God. This on the surface might seem like a hard code to break. You might not know where to begin. You may be thinking, I have so many areas of my life that need cleaned up before I'm okay with my kids imitating me that I don't even know where to start. So that is what we're going to cover today. We are covering where to start. How do you imitate Christ more in your life? How do you begin? The answer to where to start is actually very simple and straightforward. God makes the answer easy. We as humans are the ones that make it complicated. There's really two things that we need to do. The first thing is surrender. We need to surrender our hearts, mind, and the way of doing things to God. The saying mother knows best does not apply in this situation. It's very popular these days to show up as your authentic self. And while I'm all in for not showing up as fake, I also don't want my version of my authentic self to become an idol. I don't want to do what feels natural in that moment to be the driving force for the way I show up to life. My authentic, natural self is prone to not being the best version of me. And why is that? It's because I live in a sin-cursed world that is constantly vying for me to comply with it instead of God. It's often the path with least resistance. In today's world, even among Christian circles, you might even get a few pats on the back for following your heart and doing what feels good. But friends, the Bible tells us that the heart is deceitful. We can't rely on feelings. I literally cringe whenever somebody says, I deserve to be happy. I hate that statement. I'm all for happy, but for the cost of what? 
Whenever you focus on what feels natural to do in the moment, then you are focusing on exactly what the devil wants you to focus on. You are focusing on the here and the now instead of the eternal. You have got to set your mind on the long-term gain of your actions instead of the immediate gratification. The immediate hit of a reward is what we desire. We want it fast. But it doesn't mean anything if the long-term goal is forfeited in the process. The reward for you surrendering, surrendering your own will and desire, it is going to come. It's guaranteed to come, but it is usually delayed. It's delayed because it's a reward that will last and stand the test of tough times. If you are wondering what that reward is, then let me explain it to you. It's having an intimate relationship with God. It's hearing his voice often as he imparts wisdom to you. It's having peace whenever the rest of the world is worried. It's provision for everything that you need. It's trust that allows you to live a life that you couldn't have dreamed up or created by yourself. It's God's power on display through you that not only blesses you, but everyone that comes into contact with you. Your reward for surrendering, surrendering your own fleshly desires in order to imitate God is that you are going to raise kids that have a heart and life that imitates Jesus too. A life of surrender is a hard fought battle. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's a war. Satan does not want your kids to live a life that imitates God's character. And he can get to your kids by getting to you as the mom. Satan wants you to think that you are better at controlling the direction of your life than God is. One way he does this is by getting you to look at your immediate issues. He wants you to focus on how stressed out and busy you are, how your finances never seem like enough, how your marriage is hanging by a thread, how your kids won't behave ever, he wants you to get stuck on the fact that you don't even have time to pee. Because whenever you focus on you and your immediate issues, you aren't focused on the eternal. Instead of a surrendered life, you are living a guarded me, me, me life. You are in your own head and you are in your own world. I get that those problems may still exist in your life, even as you live a life that seeks to imitate God, but the difference is that a surrendered life acknowledges the issues are there, but also acknowledges that behind each of those struggles is provision and wisdom and strength from God, because you have surrendered the leading role in your life to God instead of yourself. If you live a life surrendered to Christ, your kids are going to follow suit. It will be as natural as breathing to them. But if you live a life that only imitates God in certain areas, as you decide to live by your own rules in other ones, then your kids likely won't have a surrendered life either. Instead, they will live a life that focuses on their immediate issue instead of living beyond that issue, instead of looking to God to provide, instead of looking to God for joy and strength in the face of tough situations, instead of looking to God for wisdom, instead of looking for God to fight the spiritual battle that wages on the other side of every mess. Do you want a life of peace? Do you want a life with joy? 
a life free of offense and anger, a life of purpose and fulfillment? If so, it all starts with surrender. The second thing that you need to do is that you have to be committed to this for long-term. This has to be a lifelong change. You are not enrolling in a six-week program. It's literally lifelong until the day you die. You never age out of keeping your focus on imitating Christ. The struggles and circumstances change as the stages of life change, for sure. But the need to be like Christ here on earth remains constant. Whenever you are three years old, the goal is to be like Christ. When you're 13, when you're 20, 35, 50, 70, 100, till the day you die. When Christ comes back, the Bible says he's coming back for a spotless bride. It is our life's work to make ourselves spotless, and we do that by imitating Christ. There's always room for improvement. We will always be able to be more like Christ. It is a daily commitment. If you want your child to have a Monday through Monday faith instead of a Sunday morning only faith, then you have got to be living out your faith Monday through Monday too. You have to imitate God's character Monday through Monday, not just on Sundays while you are wearing your Sunday morning vest. I really want you to sit with these thoughts for a week. Think about the benefits that your long-term commitment to imitating Christ will bring to your family. I also want you to consider the areas that you need to surrender to God. Those areas of life that you would not currently want your kids to imitate. The first step to fixing a problem is to identify the problem. Now, some of the areas you may be able to think of quickly. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you and bringing to light areas that need to be refined. I encourage you to really ask the Holy Spirit this week to help you see areas in your life that need to reflect Christ instead of reflecting you. It is likely easier to see the areas of your kid's life that need changed instead of your own. But often, if you look at those areas that they struggle with, those struggles can be fixed by watching how you cope with a situation and then correcting it your own self. There's that saying, be the change that you wish to see. You know, if your kid is getting defiant at school, consider how you react to authority. Is your child not making or keeping friends easily? Well, are you setting an example of what it is to be a good friend? Do you want your kids to have God's word hidden in their hearts? Well, are you memorizing scripture? I want you to commit to asking God daily, maybe several times a day, to renew your mind about the areas that he brings to your mind. Ask him to give you wisdom on how to deal with those issues. Ask the Holy Spirit for self-control so that those things are no longer controlling you. It's time for you to control them. Just being super bare and honest here is, you know, having a, a temper was something that came to be normal in my life at one point. I had really kind of accepted it as my authentic self, as just the way I was made. 
But I realized finally that that was a lie from the enemy. I wasn't created to be a person that couldn't control their temper. God can control his anger. And since we are made in the likeness of him, that means I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, can control mine too. And now I can. Whatever it is that your thing is, God can help you with it. But you have to invite him into the situation and let him take over. As we close, I want to tell you that God has chosen you. He has appointed you to be your kid's mother. He has done it specifically. He did not mess up whenever he made you a mom. Whenever he made you a mom, he gave you everything you need to be successful at it. You have what you need to be equipped to imitate Christ so that your kids imitate Christ. It is your greatest honor and responsibility to train up your child in the ways of the Lord. It's easy to be distracted by things going on in the world, all of the commitments, the fun, the games, the activities. Seriously, I love all of these things too, but I don't love them enough to let them take the driver's seat of my life. I'm good with those things riding in the trunk and I will get those things out whenever I want them. But the things that I need in my life, those are the things I'm going to keep inside of the car within arm's reach, easy access. These things are the things that draw me into a deeper relationship with God and allow me to imitate him. These are things that make it easy for me to keep my eyes on Jesus. Things like godly friends that are going to pray with me, for me and my kids, things like reading the Bible, Bible studies, things like worshiping music that fill my ear and my kids' ears as we drive or while we're at home. In the weeks ahead, we are going to talk about some of these specific practical ways for us to imitate God more in our lives. So I want you to make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any of those episodes. I want to ask you to do something for me before we part ways. If you love this podcast, please rate the podcast with five stars. And it's not for an ego boost. It's just so the algorithm knows that it's a good podcast with valuable information, and therefore it's going to recommend it to other people. It's a really cool way for you to help other moms find this resource so that they can strengthen their relationship with God and therefore change the trajectory of their own life, their marriages, and their parenting. This can all happen with one little push of a button to choose a star rating. And of course, if you have a moment, I would love to have a review as well. Thank you for joining me on this first episode of season two. It's going to be an amazing season and I can't wait to go through it together. And now I have a prayer for you. Dear Lord, you see the mom listening to my voice. You see her desire to raise kids that honor you with their actions. Reveal to her areas in her life that she needs to surrender to you. Help her to believe that you can take the areas of her life that she is not proud of and make them beautiful as you refine her and her mind and her heart toward them. Give her a burning desire to be more like you every single day. Give her strength and perseverance to push through the hard work of surrendering her own feelings and will in order to live a surrendered life that imitates you. May her husband, her kids, her friends, and even strangers be inspired to imitate you as they witness the benefits it brings to her life. Amen.
Hey, this is Tiffany. You have just listened to the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast. I pray that you have a smile on your face right now and that you are determined to go out into your world and make somebody else smile too. Have a blessed day.